Jets and everyone else. What is up, my digi dudes? My digi dudes. All the toads, toadettes, and toadsworths out there. We love you. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Days in a Digimon podcast. I didn't realize we were starting to realize that we were doing another mic check. <laughs> Today we are continuing our coverage of Digimon Adventure Zero Two, mm-hmm. episode thirty-one. Episode thirty-one, thirty-three. Yeah. It's a nice uh, set of numbers right there. Yeah, it's kind. It's hard to believe that much is like over halfway through the season, isn't it? We are. We are. There's like only fifty something episodes. I think maybe fifty two. That's crazy so, to think about. Let me let me do some research on the pod real quick. Doing some research on, on the, the podcast. podcast. We've been gone for a while because both of us have gay jobs. Yeah. Um. You heard. You heard. Gay jobs. Um, and it's, uh, a happy Primo. It is, it's, it's the end of Primo. It's the end of Primo. And I'm ready for July, which is Gay Sloth. I think July is Gay Wrath. I think it's... I don't know, so it's not the pressure on her. There are 50 episodes of this season. Five, zero. Oh, okay. So we are over halfway through. Yeah, wow. And where we last left off is that our Kemimon used a hundred control spires to summon Black War Greymon to destroy the Digidestined. And he's like the biggest of the baddest. And he, he'd be, he'd, he'd be doing that. Yeah, he he kicked all their butts and then decided that he doesn't need to listen to Arg Kenimon. Yeah. She's weaker than him, so he's gonna go off and find his true purpose. Black War Greymon, easily the most emo of all the Digimon. The most emo Digimon we've met so far. Yeah. <laughs> um Get out of my room, Mom. Him and Arg Yeah, him and Arg Kenimon. Uh so we start off with in a spooky for oh this is episode thirty one called Opposites Attract in the English dub, or Silphimon, Storm of Love, which I wonder who we're going to meet in this episode. <laughs> and Storm of Lovemon. I want to know why they didn't just keep the episode titled Storm of Love. Yeah, I don't know, that's pretty cool. Or Storm of Light. Because light plays a part in this episode. It does. A so we're in a spooky forest, and all of the local Digimon are afraid of Black War Greymon. He's making his way through. Which, I feel like every forest in the digi- world, digital world is, like, kind of spooky for some reason. Well, they definitely, because well, a lot of the forests that we saw in the first adventure were, like, bright watercolors. Yeah. This one is, like, only, like, greens, grays, and browns. Yeah. And, like, it's definitely got a very hazy, like, yeah. uh, foggy, misty vibe. It's not a jungle, it's a forest. Yeah. Because, continuing with our, like, theme that we kind of noticed this season is that, uh, we're visiting a lot of different biomes in the digital world, so. Yeah, which I think has helped giving it, um, it already had a, a great sense of, like, being expansive. Yeah. I think that's one of the things Zero One did really well. Um, but it's nice to see them mm-hmm. continue with that. If you hear any background noise, we're recording in our living room today, which is not our usual recording spot. Mm-hmm. Because but, but, it's hot and out, and we have air conditioning in this room. 
Yeah. So you might uh, be hearing our air conditioner or our delightful cat. Yeah, we also have two two daughters in this room. So who like to suddenly scratch the scratch post that they never play with. So that's camp. Yeah. Um, they probably won't even be able to hear it. Just so know that the cats are very cute. Anyway, we see that they're all afraid of Black War Greymon, including a hilarious bit that we had to add with Wagamon. Uh-huh. Um, being like, you don't see me, you can't see me, you see me, oh my god. And Black War, Black, Black War Greymon doesn't really seem to care. He kind of just walks past them all. Well, he's like, these are all weaklings. They're not in my way. Yeah. Like, I don't need to fight them because they're weaker than me. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, interesting. He's not just like a bloodthirsty Digimon. Yeah, he's, he's seeking like a challenge. Yeah. For like purpose. Which, I mean, I I like Black War Greymon as a character. I think he's, he adds something to the cast of Adventure that I think that they thought they were adding with Ken. But for me, I found a lot of Ken's angst to be kind of annoying. Yeah. So, a lot of Ken's angst is like, I'm angsty, but I, well, I guess Black War Grandma's also like, I'm angsty, but I don't know why I'm angsty. But I think the quest for purpose in life is more relatable longer term than the I did bad things in my past, and now I have to figure out how I can atone for them. Yeah. But we don't even really see, like, Ken doing anything to atone for them. Like, he always is, like, late to join up with the Digidestined. He's always, like, I want to see... I'm kind of, like, disappointed that we've moved on from the reconstruction era of the digital world to... Yeah, we, we kind of shifted out of that real quick. To now we have a defeat Aru Kenimon and now Black War Greymon. Yeah, I could use a bit more of a buffer. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing to see, because I was actually discussing this online in a Facebook group today, that a lot of the writing choices of Zero Two I find very bizarre. And it's not, like, the dub-isms. Like, the inserting the jokes I find to be kind of annoying sometimes. Like, But it's not the end of the world for me. I think sometimes we need a little bit of levity. Can't be serious all the time. But I also find that the writing decisions of the, like the pacing of the story, I think, is really off. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think I, I, I had that issue like, with the Ken arc too. Because remember, it felt like the Ken arc was going to end, and it was on episode like thirteen, and instead the Ken arc ended on well, like twenty four. So much time with Ken as the Digimon Emperor, and then we were like, ob- obviously, like, I he was he was the most exciting villain so far because he was the it was the first time they fought a human. Yeah, but I felt like. I felt like there was, like, a build-up to where it seemed that they were going to fight him, and then instead of fighting him, all of a sudden they were just destroying Spires again for, like, eight episodes. I know there was like a weird gap. Like a thing in this kind of media, like, I know, like, in Power Rangers, there's always, or, like, the Sentai, the Tokusatsu stuff that Power Rangers is based off of, there's always, like, a sixth ranger that comes in later, and we kind of, like, we got that in the first season with Kari. Yeah. But I thought Kari's introduction was much more well-paced. Yeah. And had much higher stakes, because, like, Ken was the first antagonist. I, I still think that we shouldn't, we should just be getting Ken back now. Yeah. Like, we could take time for him to, like, rekindle his relationship with Wormmon, and, like, he doesn't know if he wants to, like, go back and fight evil. Like, like how can he fight evil in the digital world when he was evil in the digital world? Like, I want some more moral questioning from Ken if that's what role they're going to take with him. Because right now, he kind of just is part of the team, but refuses to be part of the team. Which is very annoying. Yeah, it's irritating. 
so let's jump back into the plot though. Yeah. So we have mom and dad, which is what I call Arukemi Mon and Mummy Mon in my notes. We have Mummy Mon being such a bottom. Oh, I mean he simps for Arukemi Mon and He's like I'm Please let me be your slave and like stuff like that. I'm like, that's geez, a, he's girl, she's girl boss. Like, yeah, I love Arukenimon. I think she's a great villain. I do definitely think that they are a response to the success of Team Rocket in the Pokemon anime. Oh yeah, you're you're so right. Actually, because we never we we had Edamon in the first season who was very goofy, but still like terrifying at the end of the day. We're like Arukenimon yeah. and Mimimon are creepy, especially when they transform into their like Digimon forms. But, like, they're also super funny, and, like, they're definitely written for, like, all these, like, kind of more crass jokes that, like, your your dad is supposed to laugh at on Saturday morning cartoon. You're also not usually the ones fighting directly, so it makes them more of, like, a ha-ha villain yeah. leader than, like, ha-ha scary enemy. So they're, um, on the hunt for Black Warboymon. Yeah, they're, like, cruising in a convertible. And they're, and they're, um... They're mad that he's not listening to them. And they're Mummy Mobile. The Mummy Mobile. Yeah. Uh, insert Charlie XCX, Let's Ride. Let's Ride, or whatever. <laughs> by the time this comes out, her song for the Barbie movie will have probably drop oh by now. Gosh. I have an OC Digimon called Barbie Mon. God. This, she serves. This Barbie protects the digital world. She does. Yeah. I based off of, like, superhero Barbie. Is she in the movie? Yeah, she's still me. Good. Um, is she going to see Oppenheimer that day, too? No. So we cut back to the human world and the Digidestined are are talking about how terrifying Black War Greymon is and how they're going to stand up to his power and her usual Gatomon is about that action. Yeah. She says if he even lays a finger on Kari, she'll put a hole in his head. Yeah, which like, damn. And I was like, work. Murder. So, we kind of start off the theme of this episode here, where, for some reason, the boys of the Digidestin kind of pit Kari's compassion versus Yoli's entire personality. Yeah, Kari's saying she feels kind of bad for yeah, Black War Greymon. Yeah, she feels sorry for Black War Greymon because of the reasons that we kind of... I also wonder if War Greymon is a response to Mewtwo, almost? I wonder, oh. if, I wonder if that is, like... I could see that. ...related. Because I, I think that... Pokemon took off. And Digimon... It wasn't like Digimon was sleeping. Like, the, yeah. it had success here in the West, obviously, because I wouldn't be talking about it 26 years later. Yeah. We're recording this on the 26th anniversary of Digimon Adventure. Aww. So... Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. You have to get new insurance. Yeah, you, you're going to get dental now. That means me and Digimon Adventure are almost the exact same age, because I'm 26. Yeah. But I've been 26 for a little bit more than today. So, we have... So, they, yeah, they're pretty yeah, okay. sympathetic, and Yoli is like a hothead. Yeah, well, they're, who, like, like, expresses herself. They're, like, they're saying that Yoli is annoying. Like, yeah, but they specifically say that Yoli, like, gets in her emotions and expresses them very aggressively and openly without hesitation. Yeah, my note was for this was, I don't know, just let women live. 
Yeah. Both of them can be great female characters at the same time. We don't need... I have a confession to make. Safe space. I love Digimon. Uh, this is my favorite season still. I hate this episode. I yeah. I find both Kari and Yoli to be very annoying in this episode. And the third person who's like uh, in is this episode a lot useless is, is Ken. He he's useless in this episode. Yeah, he is. Like I. I'm so tired, like, especially, it's especially frustrating with later on because the plot threads that they are putting forth don't go anywhere until, like, 15 years later when they decide to bring them back in Digimon Adventure Try, uh-huh. but then Yoli and Ken aren't even in Try, so who cares? Uh, I also, also this episode, think- I, remember, I remember you were saying, like, your notes, like, in this episode, it's like, cut to this, cut to that. It's a lot of cutting between scenes, like, every 20 seconds. Oh, I think that's for the next one. Oh, is it? Oopsie. Yeah. Oopsie! So. It's just not, it's not a great episode, so. Maybe we so should go into the digital world. Oh. My next note is that Yoli, they keep trying to paint her as, like, her, like, her expressing her feelings as a negative quality. Almost. Where, like, I get that Mimi was selfish. Yeah. And still a girl boss. We still stand Mimi and we stand Yoli. But Yoli, to me, doesn't really express selfishness. She kind of just has general concerns and, like, panics. Because let's not forget, they're fighting a freaking war against Arikanimon and Mummymon, and now they have this nuclear weapon, back to Oppenheimer, yeah. um, Black or Greymon. So, she's scared. And yeah. they're painting it like she's being selfish because she's not, like, or she keeps putting, she says the wrong, she, like, um, gets too emotional. And I'm like, yeah. No, 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 which no. Is not the frame. I think there is a framing that would work, which I think Yoli is a terrible listener. Yeah, Yoli is Yoli is bad at listening, and she says the wrong things. That is the better point. Not that she isn't too emotional. Yeah. Like I like I like Yoli because she is too emotional. I find her to be out of all of the new Digidestined, mm-hmm. like her, Davis, Cody, and Ken. I find her to be the most relatable. Yeah, I think. And what also consistently bothers me about the writing of this season in general is that they kind of are inconsistent with the fact that Yo Lee is really smart too. Yeah. Yeah. But they sometimes make her dumb. But well, I think she's like so she's very uh, instinctive. Okay, let me let me be honest here very autism-coded, in my opinion. Her and Cody. But, I think different extents. I think that Yoli lacks social skills. And that's the point. That's the point that she should be making. That's the point they should be making by giving her the crest of love. Because a lot of the times, especially with this episode, I think they just give Yoli things because she's the girl. She's the new girl. So she had to get Sora and Mimi's 
um, crests or whatever. When I think her getting Mimi's makes a lot of sense. But I think she should have gotten, I still think she should have gotten knowledge instead of Cody. I think Cody giving love and um, reliability yeah. would be good. And I think Yoli getting knowledge and sincerity would have been interesting. But, you know, what do we know? So, they go into the digital world, and they're in the spooky forest, because of course they are. Yeah, and it gets spookier. It, it keeps getting spookier. But this spooky forest is where Gatomon lost her tail ring in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And they're going to look for it. Because Gatomon with her tail ring will be much more powerful than without it. Now I wonder if they... Because they don't find her tail ring in this episode. Spoiler, they don't. Spoiler alert. But they kind of let that... I wonder if they didn't do that so she could keep digivolving into Nefertimon. Probably. I wonder, because, like, otherwise she would... That's probably a marketing decision, yeah. She'd be more powerful as Gachomon. So. Alright. My next note is we cut back to the real world where we see Ken and the Gentleman Wormmon. Um, I don't really know what they're doing. I don't remember either. This episode is stupid. This episode is very long. Hot, hot, spoilers, this episode is another Dark Ocean episode. Yeah. Which continues to not make sense. So this spooky forest is connected to the Dark Ocean. So Ken gets... He goes to the digital world, and so he... He senses something is wrong. Yeah, so he meets up with them, and Ken, Kari, and Yoli get trapped into the Dark Ocean. Which means they turn black and white. Everything gets, uh, the color gets desaturated, and we're walking through this forest, and they keep seeing Davis and TK and Cody and the other Digimon, but they can't, those guys can't hear them, but they're looking for the the girls and Ken. And the whole time, Ken and Kari are very serious, and they're ignoring Yoli. Who is yeah. try, who has like no her... idea what's going on and is just trying to make conversation, yeah. probably because she's nervous. And they won't explain to her what's going on. And they won't tell her what's going on. They won't be like, oh, I hallucinated this thing. And then when she gets annoyed because they're ignoring her, which they are doing, yeah. Ken and, or Kari is like, oh, I'm not ignoring you. And I'm like, yes, you were. Yeah. Don't gaslight her. They're also, um, they also just kind of break down and start screaming at different times. Because um, of the trauma, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. So, Yoli thinks she sees Gatamon's tail ring in a, like, crevice. And she starts to climb down after it. Um, I don't know why Hawkmon, who can fly, or Wormmon, who can climb and has a sticky rope attack, yeah, can't just go get it. But, uh, you know, we gotta move the plot forward, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think it's an example of Yoli... Yoli, in a, a well-written series, a well-written episode, I don't want to say this is a poorly written series, but I think that there is a lot to go with here. I think the elements of this as a sequel to Digimon Adventure are very interesting. And I wonder if they had planned... I know they do Digimon Adventure Try. I don't like it. I don't care about it. We will eventually review it for the podcast, but I wonder, that's 15 years after this season came out. So, I 
wonder if they had planned to do Digimon Adventure 3 to kind of clear up. Like, maybe they were going to talk about the Dark Ocean then, and then they kind of were like, alright, we, we want to start new, we want to start fresh. And that's why they have a whole new storyline in Digimon Tamers. Yeah. But, anyway. In a better written episode, we would see that this decision to climb down and get what she thinks is the tail ring is based on Yoli's impulsivity, not the fact that she's she, she feels bad for getting mad at Ikari and Ken. Yeah, or we would her. have more knowledge of that. Like, it, the, this episode doesn't want to make... You know what? Let Kari be a bitch. You know? Like, let, let her be kind of a... Um, but you know what? Let's have Kari be holier than thou. You know, let's have Kari think that she always makes the right moral decisions. You know, let's have Kari have a little bit of a maybe a pompousness about her. Let's make Kari, you know what? Let's make Kari more interesting, please. Because I am so like as a longtime fan of Digimon, especially Digimon Adventure, I. Liked Kari as a kid because I liked Gatomon. But now, as an adult, I'm like, man, Kari sucks. She does very little in the first adventure because, although I think the first adventure is well paced for the most part, she doesn't come in until the ending, which I think is the worst paced part of adventure. And then in this, her and TK should be the leaders, but for some reason it's Davis. And they just keep making her this, like, oh, holy being, Kari. Like, she's got the crest of light, so she must be, like, superior. But they also want us to know that Kari's really nice. Kari's very pretty. And I'm like, let's have her have some flaws that are not she keeps all of her emotions inside so she doesn't burden everyone else with them, which makes her vulnerable to the darkness. That's such bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm trying to say that, like, she and Ken have the same trauma because they're both, and they're both in the dark ocean or whatever. So that don't, I don't buy it. Especially all. when, remember when Kari was, like, so powerful in the first adventure that she, like, freed all the Numamon from slavery? Yeah. Like, she, this is, it's weird. It's weird to me. I, I think it probably has something to do with the fact that they gave up the powers of their crests so they could protect the digital world or something. Oh, maybe. But it doesn't make any sense. Long story short, Moimon and Arcanemon see them and send Blossomon to attack Oh, wait, them. I had more. I had more oh, to, okay. to say. So, Yoli and, Yoli slips when she's trying to get the Dark Ring. So Kari goes to grab her. Hawkman, of course, is trying to get her, and Gatomon's trying to help Kari. And then Ken, because he also is having a panic attack, fails to save the girls. And we just and we go, we cut to a commercial break on Ken holding his head back and shrieking. And I'm like, someone get this man a therapist. 
someone could just get in some therapy. Yeah, why is he not in therapy if she was just missing for months in the real world? And like, that he can't re- remember he didn't remember who his parents were? Yeah. He needs to go to a doctor. A therapist. Or something. I don't know. I don't like it. So, Kari and Yoli, of course, luckily land safely. And Yoli has... Kari, again, is a really irritating to me. Yoli has a normal reaction to being trapped in an alternate dimension, separate from the alternate dimension that they already are in. Yeah. And then they fall after her friends were kind of being dicks to her. And then she was just trying to help their mission. And then Kari slaps her. Slap her. Slap her. Slap her. She does. Which I think... And it works. I think is totally uncalled for. Especially if they're trying to paint Kari as someone who always says the right thing and is so kind and gentle and, like, is a being of pure light. Why would Kari's instinct be to slap Yoli? In my opinion, if I was writing this this episode, I would have Kari give Yoli a hug. Yeah. Because this episode, obviously the theme of this episode is called is opposites attract, that Kari and Yoli are supposed to be opposites. Yeah. So then we have Kari and Yoli have a talk. Now, which I, I think actually this talk is pretty good. Yeah. I just wish it was in a better episode because Kari says that she's actually jealous of how well and easily Yoli expresses her feelings. Mm-hmm. And Kari wishes that she could be like that. But her and Ken apparently keep all of their emotions inside, which makes them vulnerable. And I'm like, Okay, I don't think Ken is keeping his emotions inside because he did just have a panic attack. But I think that that's a good thing for Kari, like to say. She's like, I have, you know, she she should be talking about how she feels like she has to be so serious because she's the most experienced. Her and TK are the most experienced, yeah, or something. And, and also she, like the whole like 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 it, it can be a gendered narrative too, right? Like, oh, like girls are. Girls yeah. are called crazy or whatever. They express their feelings and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's um, that, that's another point, too. And then she's kind of doing that to Yoli. So, they get out of the crevice. And they find out that the dark, the, what they thought was Gatchaman's tail ring was actually an old, broken, dark ring from Ken's time as the Digimon Emperor. Ooh. And then Yoli puts her foot in her mouth, and I love, I love Yoli. I think Yoli is such a fun, such a fun character. Like I said, she's very relatable, but she keeps talking herself into a hole with Ken. Like, Ken is clearly not doing well. She also clearly has, still has a crush on him. Yeah. So, bisexual icon, happy Pride Month, Yoli. <laughs> and then, it's just, it's annoying. It's annoying. The tail, like, it, like, I, I spent all that time ranting about how annoying I find Kari, and then, like, go ahead and do this to my girl, Yoli. Yeah. It's annoying. Like, all the, all this, all the reasons someone could have to not like Yoli are right in that little moment. So then, Mom and Dad see Kari, Ken, and Yoli kind of fade in and out, like, they can tell that they're trapped in another dimension. We'll chalk it up to them being the bad guys, so they have to know more. 
Yeah. Uh, and they thought they they can't stop to antagonize the Diddy Dust and the Zara Fall of Black War Greymon, so she uses her spirit needles to uh, create Blossommon to fight the Diddy Dust. And do you have thoughts on Blossommon? We've seen Blossommon formerly. So only once before. Yeah, scary but pretty. Funny shaped mouth. Big spiky mouth. Yeah, very, um... The giant flowers. Very, uh... Feed me, Seymour. Very feed me, Seymour. Uh, so... They kind of are... You know, Blossomon appears, Gachamon says, Guys, I think Big Brother's watching us. And I was like, oh, Big Brother reference! Julie Chen! Julie Chenmon! Julie Chen, uh, Moonbezmon. Moonbezmon. Uh, Child of God. Child of Godmon. So, then, Kari starts having a mental breakdown. Because, sure. why not? You know, like, oh, is this too much to handle? And I'm like, girl... You freed the Nubabon from slavery! Oh my god, not the VeggieTales friends. <laughs> and then they, like, I was like, you, you were, you were killed by, what's his name? Um, Apoclemon, and then you were brought back to life, and this overgrown weed is too much for you? Yeah, this, this, like, you just get some, what's the bug, like the weed You need some weed killer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, just by going to Home Depot. we get, uh, another, a uh, slap heard around the Digi-World uh, uh, from yeah. Yoli, but this time, I think Yoli's smacking ca- some sense into Kari is very in- within her character. Slap her. Slap her. Slap her. Like Arthur hitting DW. Sure. Yeah, I don't have a connection to Arthur. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, so... Kari is like, I'm not strong enough, I can't do this, and Yoli slaps her and says, stop that, you're the strongest girl I know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now kiss. <laughs> kiss. kiss. Uh, so, big light comes down. It's not big light. Yeah. The industry. The, you know, the, the light industry. Come, rains down upon Yoli and Kari. And, uh, Yoli says something gay. Yeah, I wrote Sapphic Queen Yoli. Yeah, Sapphic Icon. She says, um... Yoli's Vienna. Uh, Yoli's Vienna. She says that, uh... Oh, Gashaman says that the light is beautiful. And Yoli... Oh, no, Kari says it's beautiful. And Yoli says, just like you, I forgot yours is the crest of light. And I was like, that's so gay. <laughs> I also realized something if you like check our Twitter. Yoli is pretty much like her her out of the digital world outfit, normal walk around, is the colors of the bi flag. Oh. Did the bi flag even exist at that point? May I don't know. I know like for a maybe, while it was just the rainbow and then they didn't. Maybe Yoli inspired the bi flag. That would be hilarious to find out. Because her her headband is blue. She's got long oh, yeah. purple hair and she's got like pink and red. Yeah. Um, clothes. So she's very bi-colored scheme. So they DNA digivolve because the girls, girls have to be together. I mean, I, I, yeah. Like, again, if it was better written, if it was more about how, because you know what it is, is that, okay, obviously this means spoilers for future episodes. 
Cody. that Cody and TK are going to be Digivolution partners. Yeah. Okay, so we set up that Davis and Ken are opposites. Yeah. Ken, Davis is very outgoing. He's friendly. Ken suffers. He's kind of dumb. He's kind of dumb. Ken's a genius. He's not very um, friendly. You know, He's he, actually good at soccer. Davis yeah. is pretty good too, I think. So we established that they're opposites. Yeah. And we kind of very flimsily establish that Yoli and Kari are opposites based upon, like, loosely based upon... I, I don't agree with the framing device of, like, well, the everyone who's opposites is gonna DNA digivolve. Like, I don't get why that's a no, condition. I, I mean, okay. I think it should just be... Here's what I think it actually is. I think in probably in, like, the toy... Because, like, obviously, Digimon, just like every other kid's cartoon, is a glorified toy, toy commercial, especially from the 80s and 90s era. Aquilamon and Gatomon Digivolve to become Silphimon, who is very based on, like, common Rider, so you know it's gonna sell toys, uh-huh. and you know, like, I have a Silphimon toy, like, from this era, like, in our apartment. So, I, like, I thought Silphimon was cool, especially because, again, queer icon, Yoli, Gatomon's a girl, and Aquilamon is a boy. They got to combine together to be like a a, a girl boy because they both talk with yeah, the same. They, with, they both have the same voices going, so it's like Gatamon's high voice with Aquilamon. Here's 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 my thing. I don't think it needed to be set pairs. I don't think it needed to be like Ken and Davis are a pair for DNA Digivolve, and then we have to justify why. Kari and Lee can DNA Digivolve. I feel like they should all just be able to DNA Digivolve with each other at the right opportune times. I don't think they need to mm-hmm. justify it with Digity Destin. I think that could work for a follow-up, like maybe in a sequel season to like a Digimon Adventure 3. Maybe that could work. But I don't... I think them having a set pairing does work because it, I mean, like it, we already saw that it works with Matt and Ty. So we know, like, Davis and Ken are the Matt and Ty of this season. So I think that then having a set partner works. I know a lot of people want it to be TK and Kari and Cody and Yoli. I think those could also work. But why, like, I I think they need to have, they would need to have a stronger writing for that. Because we did establish that a, before, there was a throwaway line where Davis says that he doesn't really have any friends. So he makes one in Ken. But, well, you know, it could work, It could be written that, like, oh, Cody and Yoli already had a very strong bond. So they're going to, you know, Hawkmon and Armadillamon can DM and Digivolve together. I see. And then, obviously, that we get a super cool angel from Gachamon and Potamon. I do think that I prefer to have a intersex icon like Silphimon. Yeah. But. So, then. And Silphimon kicks Blossomon's ass. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, okay, so what are your thoughts on Silphimon? He's cool. It was hard to. I think we should use they, them for Silphimon. They're cool. I think they're sandwiched in an episode that doesn't have any really narrative cohesion, so, like. I don't come out of that episode thinking about Silphimon at all, honestly. Yeah, which is a bummer, because it's That's a cool... one of three reveals. They're a cool be, design, yeah. and they're a cool Digimon. Yeah. 
I like that Gatomon stays about that action in uh yeah in Sylveon form. She's her voice says that they're gonna they're gonna pluck the overgrown dandelion out, and then and um Quilomon's like, I like the way you think, Gatomon. Yeah, they're fun. I just it's not it's an exhausting episode. Yeah. And so they're reunited with the other Digestin eventually at the end of the episode. Ken is angsty again for some reason. I don't get it. I don't uh, either. I don't. I, I don't want to talk about this episode anymore. TK says that he was worried that he almost lost Kari forever this time, and she says, "Well, you don't have to worry. I don't have to face things alone anymore. Yo Lee won't let me," which I think is a great ending to an episode that did not deserve it. Yeah, because. I think the moral of two girls who are actually opposites coming together, whether it's romantically or just as friends, that ending is a great where like they become friends, a couple or whatever. It, it to me it does seem very like, oh, Yoli. She may not be able to get Ken, but she's racking up these women, you know. Yeah. But let's let's move on, please. So episode thirty-two is called "If I Only Had a Heart" or. Mysterious Ruins, Holy Stone in Japanese. If Only Had a Heart is very emo title for a very emo episode. I think it's actually Wizard of Oz reference. Like I like it. If I Only Had a Brain, yeah. a Heart, the Nerve. The Cheat, the Nerve. The Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent. Which you know that Aru Kenimon has in spades. Absolutely. So, we start off with a recap of that done episode by Yoli. But we really start off with... Blackboard Greymon fighting a lot of Digimon. Which was a surprise to me, because the last episode started with him being ambivalent towards other Digimon. So it was interesting to me that he was like, well, now I'm fighting all these guys. Well, my thought seeking a challenge. is that those Digimon in the forest were did not want to fight him. Because if you saw them, they were all like weaker Digimon. Like, yeah, we, they were we saw your boy, Elecmon, with the babies. Yeah. He's not going to fight Blackboard Greymon. But this one, we saw all the defeated Digimon were kind of um, stronger looking. Like, there was, like, Monochromon and Tuskmon and all these, like, scary looking dinosaur Digimon. So, my thought is that they probably just stepped to him. What the fuck was that? I was tapping the cat. I'm going to take a brief recess and figure out what the heck that was. Okay, we're back. It was nothing. Well, it was this guy who parks out his 18-wheeler outside of our apartment, which he's not supposed to do, but, you know. And then runs it for, like, an hour at, like, 3 a.m. I ain't no stool pigeon, so I'm not gonna tell anybody. I, I have I have theories on what happens, but I don't want to say it. So, Black War Raymond fought all these Digimon, kicked their butts. Mom and Dad create with our Kenimon and Mummy Mon. Create a Mammoth Mon to fight Black War Greymon. A whole bunch of them. We create a whole herd of Mammoth Mon. Yeah. I like Mammoth Mon, do you? Yeah. I like the design, I think it's neat. Yeah. I wish there was an I I don't know. I may or may not have decided to create a bunch of elephant themed Digimon based on this fight. Well you love elephants. I love elephants. I mean I do too. So and everyone kind of should, I think. If you don't like elephants, you're fat phobic. I'm sorry, so, but that's how it is. The Mammoth Mine uh, are not... Go- it's the fight against Black Hawk is not going well for them. 
No. He defeats an entire row, uh, like, they all charge him, and he defeats, like, an entire section of them. And they, like, hit. disintegrate into, like, particles. Yeah, because they're controlled by Demon. Yeah. So, Blackbird Greymon has angst. Are you Kennymon? She taunts him. In a way, that is very mother. Um, also, while this happens, Blackbird Greymon, uh, turns to the Mammoth Mythmon and says, Over here, boys! Which I thought was, like, the fruitiest thing that has happened in Digimon yet. Uh, we just we just had that whole in-lesbians moment with Hari and Yoli. Lesbians aren't fruity, it's different. That's not true. They're both femme lesbians. That's very fruity. So, Arapenimon taunts Black or Greymon in a way that is very mother. Uh-huh. And then, um... Momimon is goofy, I have in my notes. Momimon is goofy about... Well, things are not going well for their mammoth moms. They take off, and then they talk about the Destiny Stones. Uh-huh. While our Kennymon does the anime boy walking pose. No, she does the, I'm a sassy lady lounging in the, ch- in the passenger uh, seat yeah. of the car pose. Oh, God. With her arms behind her head, basically. is what the, t- the pose we're talking about. So, the Destiny Stones are the first mention of them is in this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, Arikanemon has a funny joke where Mummy Mon says that, like, oh, it's a, there's a, uh, a destiny stone right near here. It's a perfect spot for two. And Arikanemon goes, oh, really? Who are you taking? <laughs> no, she, he says that, um, oh, well, after we go destroy the destiny stone, I know a nice little romantic spot for two. Then they have the funny bit because they're hilarious. But Tentomon. Over years, he's like, what is a destiny stone? Yeah. And then he has to relay the info back to Izzy. So we cut back to the fight against Mammothmon. This whole episode is cut back here. Cut to this. Cut to that. Cut to that. It's very complicated. It's very Catwoman playing basketball scene. I don't know what that is. You've never seen that? It's from the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry. And it's, like, her playing basketball using her, like, Catwoman powers, a bunch of all the kids in the neighborhood. And it's, like, supposed to be her, like, dribbling fast and jumping oh, up. Oh, you know what it And is? it cuts I'm... literally, like, 190 times in, like, a 75-second scene. I blocked it from my memory. It's it's literally, like, so it's it's anyway, like it's trying to give you a seizure. Back to Black Wolverine has the more angst over what is his purpose. He's, like, he's, like, taunting the Mammoth Mon, and he... He says something about, like, oh, tell me, Mammoth Mon, do you fear me? Like, mm-hmm. Then we cut to the real world, and... Bitch, that's June. Bitch, that's June! Bitch, that's June! Oh my god, <laughs> Oh my, we haven't, we haven't seen June in a hot minute. No, we have not. And she is upset about a pimple, relatable well, queen. Well, they do, they do a very cinematic thing where, I forget what the exact line is, but Black War Greymon says something, and then it, and it's like a close-up on his face, and then it cuts to June at the same, like, close-up, of, close-up her face, of her face, and yeah. she says the same line, but in, like, a totally different, like, tone and context. What did she say? I don't remember what the line is, but it's the exact same we'll, line. We'll, ha- we'll have to find it. Yeah. We'll put it, we'll, we'll put it on our Twitter. Yeah. So, Gina's upset about a pimple, relatable queen. 
Davis, um, she's like arguing with Davis about how Davis never does anything, play video games, has no thoughts in his head, and how she's stressed about this pimple because Matt will never love her because she has this second head growing on her face or whatever, and then he's totally going to break up with her, but they aren't really dating. Not yet. And then Davis gets an email to head to the Disney World from Kari. We cut back to Blackboard Greymon again, and mm-hmm. he's still fighting the Mammoth Mon, and he feels compelled to protect a flower that is in the Mammoth Mon's charging path. Um, and of course he angsts over it. Um, so he protects the flower from Mammoth Mon crushing it, but Mammoth Mon kind of just stomps on him. Yeah. We cut back to Ken, who is also angsting. And he also has an email card to head to the digital world. Cut back to Blackboard Raymond. He's angsting. He has destroyed the Mammoth Mine. And then he angsts over it. Why do I feel compelled to protect such a weak flower? Yeah. And then he, um, he steps in the flower, crushing it. Yeah. I, I said, I, we need to tweet the emojis of flower foot down skull. Because that's that's how he that's what he did. He gets all emo about it. I'm like he. I really remember my notes. Black Warrior sounds like he's about to go listen to some Mike Chemical Romance. Yeah, which I love. Respect. Respect to a, a relatable have king. The last episode. Welcome to the Black Warrior Oh my god. Maybe that's what I'll title this episode. So we cut back to mom and dad. They found a destiny stone and plan to destroy it. Arakenimon creates Nightmon to destroy the Destiny Stones. Have we seen Nightmon before? I don't think so. Do you have any thoughts on that? I Nightmon? thought he was cool. I liked his design. Yeah. I thought he was cool. His he had like sharp edges. It's and... slightly different in this scene because he has a control spire Digimon, I think. Okay. Because normally on the back of his shield that he carries on his back, he has the Crest of Hope. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know why. He's like one of the only. Digimon that's not an armor Digimon that has the crest on him. Right. So we cut back to Black Raymon and he runs into Agumon. Agumon. It's been a minute since you Agumon. Yeah, Agumon uh, chats up Black Raymon. And then we cut back to the Digidestin at the Destiny, who arrive at the Destiny Stone, and they're making jokes. Um, someone, oh, XVMon, or Davis says, is anything like a kidney stone? And the Ferdimon is like, I don't think so, Davis, but probably just as painful. <laughs> oh. Why don't you come see me sometime? So we cut back to Agumon and Black Orc Raymon, and they're talking about what it means to have a heart. Yeah. Agum- uh, Black Orc Raymon asks where Agumon's heart is, and Agumon, like, doesn't really know, because he's just a goofy little guy. Yeah. And then Agumon, um, Agumon says that, like, hearts, like, you, oh, if you, if you, you have to have friends or something, you should try being someone's friend. Because mm-hmm. have, uh, when you care about somebody else, it means that you have heart. Um, I have a piece of trivia related to this that you might not know about, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was looking. I was looking earlier for the quote that both June and Black Warrior said at the same time, which is how I envy you. Yeah, I'll put it in the pod. Don't worry. Good, good, good. And I found that in the sub or in, in the original Japanese, the conversation about between Momimon and Arakanimon about having a picnic, like the whole like a, a spot for two, doesn't happen. Instead, they're discussing with each other whether they think they have hearts, which I actually think is a really compelling. Ooh. 
I think that's really compelling. That's good. That's, I think that's like a big example of like the dub throwing yeah. in random I mean, jokes I instead think, of them. Talk- I think that I think there's definitely a way that they could have incorporated both topics. Yeah, I think they could have been having this debate about the two of them. Of they think they have hearts, and then. Mummy Mon is like, oh, I know I have a heart because I feel for you, my sweet Kitty Mon. Yeah. And then she could be like, ugh. Yeah, that would have been better. I, which, I feel yeah. like they're dumbing it down for the American audience. I, where I like I the idea of them having internal it conflict. must be, maybe, maybe they were introduced in the Japanese to, like, kind of answer Team Rocket, but, I mean, Team Rocket has, a, uh, they have to, pretty tragic backstories and are pretty deep and compelling characters. So Yeah. And they're kinda of goofy. And they're goofy. But I I I think maybe Fox Kids, which is what this originally aired on, really wanted the comedy of Aru Kenny Mon and Mummy Mon, maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know. So I kinda wish they kept it in because I think it would have yeah, been a really too. interesting undercurrent to everything they're doing. Because I think it would have created more of a piece of a connection of sympathy between them and Black War Grandma. Yeah, especially, I mean, no spoilers for you, but okay. knowing what happens with Aru Penny and Mummy Mon, I think that makes it all the, all the more interesting if they had yeah. that conversation. So, I'm so glad I got to, te- to teach you something about Digimon. Yeah, here's the thing. I know a lot of differences between the dub and the sub, especially for adventure. Yeah. But I don't know a lot about the differences for the other series. So that's going to be fun to learn about. Yeah. Okay, so we're just, we're on our own Digimon adventure. We are. Okay, I can't, I can't cry. Yeah, don't um, do that. We cried enough already today. I do think that the discussion between Agumon and Black or Greymon remains quite poignant. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally. It's like, because they're, because Black War Greymon is a digivolution of Agumon as well. So it's like a, it's like a two sides of the same coin well, type of thing. introduces himself to Black War Greymon by saying that when I warp, when I warp Digivolve, I become War Greymon. Yeah. I don't have a good Agumon impression. Of course you do. So. You've been doing it for like 20 years. They're discussing, uh, what makes, what, what do they think makes a heart? Mm-hmm. And, which honestly is, this is Kingdom Hearts core. It's Kingdom Hearts core. It's also like again very emo. Like I can oh, think of like two or three also, different emo songs. I think it kind of like in a way are kind of like it's like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, in a way, yeah. It's very Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So they cut back to the Digi Dustin, and they are fighting Ari Pennymon and Mummymon, who are in their monster forms. Mm-hmm. Which. I like to see them in their monster form. I think they're cool. I wrote, Ara Kennymon is one ugly bitch. Oh, yeah. wait. I'm sorry. There's something we need to mention before we pivot into this battle. I forget exactly what it was. The Black Warrior Monster something like, but if I don't have a heart, does that make me a monster? And Agumon says like, says like, well, if I... He's like... All this stuff... No heart this, no heart that. If my aunt had a mustache, she'd be my uncle. Yeah, which reminded me of one of my all-time favorite clips on the internet, which is, like, it's these two, it's like this professional chef and these two, like, morning actor, morning anchor people in Britain, and they're cooking, like, a souffle or something, and they're like, oh, you know, if you put, like, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and did this to it, like, if, they, if you changed, like, everything about it, this could make a great mac and cheese. And the chef, like, throws down the spoon and just stares at them, and he's like, 
if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. Because <laughs> she's he's very Italian. And the two anchors, like, choke on the food they're eating and, like, just laugh for, like, a minute straight. Because it's true that what they were saying was bogus and the chef got so offended. Yeah. So Agamon was giving that. Very that. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know. I was like, oh, Agumon, not this in Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, not, not the gender uh, essentialism. You know what? You know what? is still an ally. Yeah. yeah, he's learning. Yeah. So. But yeah, Arakanemon is one ugly bitch. Yeah. It, things are not going well for the Digestions against Arakanemon and Mummymon. They're a powerful duo. Yeah. So, we cut back to uh, Agumon and Black Wargreymon. Uh-huh. Agumon tells Black Wargreymon that he can prove he's got a heart by being a friend. And Agumon says that you can start by uh, being my friend. Here, it's customary to shake hands with a new friend. Yeah. And I was like... Because <laughs> I, I cry every time. Back to the Justin. They are losing to Mom and Dad. Yeah. but Davis uses the phrase bust loose, which, if you're oh, a Lucy Luca fan... Insert right here. Let loose. Let loose by Lucy Luca. Let loose, I said let loose. The bop of Gay Pride Month 2023. Yeah. New Pride Anthem. Padam Padam Who. Yeah. Wait, Lucy should cover Padam Padam. Okay, that's This ain't about her. So, the Digestion are losing to Mom and Dad, but Ken comes to the rescue, and we see Demon Digivolve to Pyotramon and Filthymon. And yeah. then we get to see, well, Nightmon was gonna stomp, or was gonna uh, slice Pegasus Mon or something, and then Arukanimon was, or uh, Ankylomon was like, I oh, think not. Oh, that sword ain't gonna do nothing against my hard shell. And then he was like, ouch! Yeah, it's hurting my hard shell. Uh, I guess that my shell ain't as hard as I thought. And I'm then being defeated! Pyodramon and Sylveamon knock back Nightmon, and then Ankylomon like, stomps on him and was like, how do you feel? <laughs> So then we cut back to Black War Greymon. Yeah, we're and switching back and forth. Agumon. Agumon tells Black War Greymon he can't throw his heart away until he tries being his friend first. Because Black War Greymon says that being a friend is my purpose. I'll just throw away my heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to yeah. the Digidestined. Mm-hmm. Nightmon breaks the ring around the Destiny Stones. It's a big stone. It's yeah, kind it, of it looks like Gatchamon's ring. It's kind of heart-shaped, and it's like a holy ring like Gatchamon and Anjumon. Yeah. It's also like in a giant open field with, like, grids. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like the like the data grid. Of oh! The like the, yeah. So, information highway. Um, breaking this ring, we cut back to Blackboard Raymond, and it really affects him. He he pulls a candy Juji. He, like, well, it, it seems like it caused him physical pain. Yeah, he, like, starts screaming and holding his head. Yeah. So he runs to find the Destiny Stone. Yeah, before shaking, like, right before shaking Agumon's eye. Yeah, like, like, they were gonna you, seal the deal. Where are you going? I was gonna make s'mores! Yeah. So the kids try to stop him from destroying the Destiny Stone yeah. when he rolls up. Yeah, he rolls up and he's like, this thing hurt okay, me a little. I, okay, okay, I'll pull up. And so he starts attacking it, which doesn't make sense. To me. I mean, I guess it makes sense in a a way that, like, if I if I get rid of it, it won't hurt me anymore. But it wasn't hurting him until someone attacked it. But, I mean... He should attack... He's in a blind fury. I yeah, think, I guess it's because he's in a blind fury. But he should be attacking Nightmon. So the kids try to stop him, but it's no, he does. He destroys Nightmon. Yeah. He does, yeah. yeah. But it's no use. He destroys the Destiny Stone, and a huge hurricane happens. Which... 
this got me crass a little bit. It being cracked once made him, like, writhe and freak out in pain. Him completely obliterating it, I mean completely obliterating it, he has no reaction. Maybe it's Why is that? This, it's, his, it's his destiny to destroy the Destiny Stones. Maybe. Maybe. But I still think so, that's kind of But I think it's kind of neat, because this is the first time... Because like, we saw in the previous adventure that, like, the bad Digimon weren't really... A lot of them were actually good. Yeah. And then we saw that, like, oh, Ken's not so bad. And then, like, got, like Gachamon and Wizardmon started off as bad Digimon, and then they wound up being two of the best characters in the whole series, in my opinion. Yeah. So then... Now we have Black War Greymon, who is definitely not a good Digimon. But he isn't also completely evil. He had a very civil conversation with Agumon and, and seemed interested in being Agumon's friend. And and he protected the, that flower for even for just a minute. So yeah. there's definitely good in him. Yeah. So maybe he does have a heart. And maybe our Pennymon and Mummymon do too. So that is, brings us to episode 33, A Chance Encounter, or Miyako in Kyoto today. And it's called A Chance Encounter because they run into Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Big Digimon fan, Chance the Rapper. I bet he could be. Yeah. He's like the same age as me. Yeah. He could have grown up on Digimon. So, this episode, I, because we ended on like a cataclysmic event in the yeah, last it, one. Was it a hurricane or tornado or both? It was like a cyclone yeah. thing. Yeah. Big wind. Big, big wind. Big wind big coming wi- in to take over yeah. the digital world. Big wind trying to shut out these small businesses. Yeah. These small breezes. These small... Small breezes. These small... Aha! Digimon. I was proud of that one. Thank you. No, I was proud yeah, of I'm, my- I'm thanking you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this episode feels disconnected. Because, uh, like, when we were watching it, I legitimately thought that we skipped an episode. Yeah, it feels out of order. Because Which they've done a couple times this season, so maybe they did just rearrange the order randomly sometimes. I don't think so. I'd be interested to see the production order. Because you know they all have, like, production codes or whatever each episode? I wonder yeah. if this one... Let's look it up. I, I, I got it right here. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it only gives the production codes, but it definitely gives... This is definitely episode 33. So it was intended to air after. So, well, it, it starts off not being very connected. It just, it feels like this episode should start where the last one left off. Yeah. But it doesn't. It starts with Yoli on a girl's trip to In Kyoto. Kyoto. It's not even a girl's it's trip. It's not a girl's a trip. Class. It's a, a class trip. And she's always wanted to go, or it hasn't been in a long time or something. Well, I think it's just the class trip, which I, I know that, uh, and I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. We do get some screen time for Izzy. Um, my big question I have right off the bat is, why didn't she bring Poromon? Because they're friends, I guess. Why did it, didn't? Why didn't she? I thought she did. No, she didn't. She left Poromon with Izzy. So we, so we see that Yoli oh, yeah. is in Kyoto, and she writes a little note to, I presume, is uh, Poromon. Maybe she was getting annoyed by that lady. Nope. He him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, cut to Izzy and Ken talking. Uh, Izzy's talking to Ken about his subconscious mind. Yeah. Um, and apparently and we have a nerd off. The subconscious mind is the reason that everybody changes clothes. 
in the digital world. Yeah. Well, is which he I liked your theory better of that being their armor. Yeah. Like they, their armor. I like I liked that better. Thank you. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because I'm like, then why do TK and Kari not change clothes? Yeah. I um. But they it, do. Because sometimes when we've seen TK and Kari in, like, an alternate outfit in the real world, when they go into the digital world, they're in, like, their regular outfit. Yeah, but it didn't happen in Zero One, so that just means in Zero One, like, there wasn't... It didn't well, apply? And it's not Zero One, it's the first adventure. Okay. In the first adventure, they were, like, transported to the digital world, where in this one, they're, like, freely going in between. Which I honestly prefer. I like that better. Yeah, I like that better too. I think it adds as with them just being trapped. Adds a layer of not urgency. I think I think there was a layer of urgency. I think it makes it more selfless because in the first one they're basically spending a lot of time like trying to get back home, yeah. which like I get. They're trying to get back home. Their kid, like it, it makes sense. But yeah. in this one, they're actively choosing to go back and protect, yeah. which is a little different. I like it. Um, Izzy recommends, like, a book about this topic to Ken, and Ken's like, actually, I taught a class on it, and then they kind of just, like... Yeah, they have a little nerd out. They nerd out about more brain theory. Yeah. It's Um, cute and silly. Do we think Izzy is short for Ezekiel? No. Neither do I. Glad we figured that out. His name is Koshiro Izumi, so it's short for Izumi. Oh, Mm -hmm. cool. Okay. Um, Also, we get a Michael sighting. Gay icon Michael. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. So, Izzy drops some lore about international digidescent, and that's when we get our Michael sighting. Yes! Happy Pride Month. I yeah. think we get a wee-wee baguette sighting, too. Well, we see that there may or may not be international digidescent. There okay. are international digidescent. Izzy mentions meeting a lot of them. And they are all related to the point when Myotisman invaded the real world mm-hmm. came. Yeah. I, I think Myotisman is the best villain in Adventure. He's pretty cool. And I, I mean, I love Aru Kenimon, but I love her more just for, like, the just kind of silly. So, but Ken can't remember that time. He doesn't remember Myotisman invading, which I find very interesting, because Ken most likely probably would have been rounded up and put in that convention center with the other kids. Yeah, and also he's got, like, a super brain, so why doesn't his memory work better? Well, we see that his, like, memory... They needed to do more with that episode of him remembering his brother and remembering that, because he still is, like, my memory is so foggy from that time. And I I don't know, it kind of always bothered me that... Well, here's the thing. It feels like a convenient amnesia. Remember that... What the Ken's backstory with the digital world was explained in a Wonder Swan game, which never came out in America. Oh yeah. So like, we know how Ken is connected with the digital world, but only if you are a super fan and have been a fan for a long time. And it's not at all confusing to just watch the show for a podcast that you're forcing your boyfriend to record. Not you. forcing. No, I'm not, I know. I'm just saying it's, it, to me, I I, I, I can take off these handcuffs whenever I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not handcuffed. So, I don't know why they didn't just explain what Ken was doing at that time. Because, obviously, they were, or they are. Yeah. Like, we already heard that Cody and Davis were there, and Yoli, too. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously, she and Kari. Like, yeah. So... Poromon has separation anxiety. 
And once again, I would like to reiterate, why is he not with Yoli? Like, why did she not take him and hide him in a backpack or something? Like, I don't know. That could have had, they could have had such goofy shenanigans. Yeah. So, we got a not-so-great comment from my boy Izzy here. Oh. He, Ken is like, can I ever atone for my sins as the Digimon Emperor, basically. And Izzy compares his wrong hypotheses to Ken's war crimes. Moving on. Yeah, very weird. So, we, I mean, I get your sentiment, Izzy, but not not a good look, my yeah. dear. So, Izzy, uh, so then we cut to Yoli in Kyoto. Mm-hmm. She sees an image of Black War Greymon in the sky and kind of freaks out. Yeah. This is, it's giving, this episode's kind of giving very, that one episode in Digimon Adventure, uh, the first adventure, when Ty goes back to the real world and he, like, sees Kari for a little bit. Yeah. And then he keeps seeing all the Digimon, like, on the news and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one else can see them. Except yeah. for Kari, because she's a Digigestum. So, uh, meanwhile, in the digital world, Blackwell Greymon destroys another Destiny Stone. And then he proceeds to phase kind of in and out of the digital world. So, a beam of light erupts in Kyoto, and Yoli decides to investigate, but she doesn't have Hawkmon, so what's she doing? Yeah, what's she gonna do? Yeah, what's she gonna do? So, Yoli sees some shadowy Digimon... But only she can see them. Including Black War Greymon. Including, but they're Which, led by Black War Greymon. Why didn't Phoebe Bridgers warn us? She has a song about when she went to untoward it. Okay. Uh, she gives chase. And an Apemon breaks rank to run off and cause chaos, I guess. What do you think about Apemon? Apemon, great design. I was, I wrote, I, his design is really cool. Very cool. Um, I don't get why he sounds German. Yeah, I don't really He kind of talks like the Terminator. Yeah. So, Yoli alerts the Digidestined. Uh-huh. And with an email that she signed off, by the way, having a wonderful time in yeah, Kyoto, like, which I thought was so time, funny. Yoli. Yeah. Uh, Camp Queen. Yeah. So, they catch the other Digidestined, and they're trying to square up to our Kenimon and Mummymon. Mm-hmm. It's not going well again. So we cut back to the real world where a lot of cutting again. A film is interrupted by the Digimon's presence. Which, there's a recurring, that's like a recurring theme of like, people seeing the Digimon first on like, camera. Digital. Yeah, no, it makes sense. They're going digital! Again, it's, a lot of parts of the story could only take place in this kind of era between like, 1998 and 2002. Yeah. Where, like, we weren't really sure about what the internet was. Yeah. So. After the towers were bombed, before the towers fell. Yeah. Wait that up. No, I mean, I, th- I think it's an important part of Digimon lore. But Mimi was yeah, the first responder. Her and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And almost Mark Wahlberg, apparently. Yeah. So. Mark, Mark Wahlberg being like, <sighs> sorry. We get it. Mark Wahlberg is from Boston. And no, from Boston. I don't. I hate Mark Wahlberg. I was going to make it, Mark Wahlberg is like, me and my friends would have beat those terrorists to death with hammers, I would tell you that much. Yeah. That's basically what he said. Well, he would have had to be Togemon to it. Yeah. So, uh, this filming is interrupted by the Digimon's presence, and the camera guy, we know him. We do. Yeah. So, Apemon attacks. And we get a really sick shot of Ken and, and Stingmon 
bursting out of a digital gate in the river in the middle of Kyoto. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and with with Poromon! Which they somehow know how to get exactly to. I think what we're supposed to be seeing here is that Black Orc Raymond destroying the Destiny Stones is really, like, blurring the lines between the digital and real world. Okay. So, um, uh, Poromon's there now, which he should have been the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Stigmon subdues Apemon. Yep. And, uh, brings him back through a gate to the digital world. And then says, the rest is up to you, Yuli. Yes. Which Yuli proceeds to not do anything and instead get in a car with strangers. Well, the camera guy and a professor approach Yoli and ask her about, uh, the Digimon. And she's like, what? Uh, Yoli gets in the car with strange men. Yep. But it's okay because it's Joe's brother and Sora's dad? Yeah. What? Wow. I was like, okay, this time it really is their relatives, unlike in the first adventure when it was Mimi's cousin. Yeah, Or Sora's cousin. No. Dwayne. No. Yeah. No, don't want to talk about it. Uh, Jim has changed majors after taking a life-changing class from Sora's father. Yeah, who teaches folklore. Who teaches folklore and mythology. Which is a cool thing to teach. So, we cut to, back to the digital world, where we see the uh, Stingmon appears and they form Pyotramon. Yeah. Back in Kyoto, we get backstory for Sora's dad and a recap of what Jim's been up to. Yeah. Which, part of this thing from... Sora's dad implies, like, a direct connection between the Digimon and, like, Japanese folklore and, We're like, spirituality. That That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about, we get, we learn why Sora's dad wasn't there in the first place. He teaches at a university, which involves a lot of travel and time away from home, and, but he, and he says that he was worried about Sora and her relationship with their, her mom, mm-hmm. but... You know, a couple of years ago, everything changed, and Sora said she owed it all to her friends, Digimon. Yeah. And then Jim recaps how he could have totally... He, him and his friends would have beat my own. It's not with hammers. He can tell you that much. <laughs> but he decided to let Joe have this one. Yeah. So, then we kind of talk about why the Digimon are in Kyoto. And the they connect Digimon to animal spirits. Yeah, which are not raccoons, because raccoons are not native to Japan. Yeah. They're actually a very big invasive species in Japan and are not good for the environment. I believe that. It's true, because there was a popular anime about raccoons, and so they imported raccoons as pets. Oh no, that's why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that where Tanuki's come from? No, the Tanuki is a raccoon dog, which are not related. They just kind of look like raccoons. Okay. They're a, they're a dog. Okay. So, Kyoto is the capital of Japan. And it's the capital because it sits in the middle of, like, four cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, four temples in each direction, and they all correlate to four guardian beasts. Oh, okay. Of, of, in, I think technically this comes from Chinese folklore, but it was adopted by the Japanese. Mm-hmm. So, Digi- they're kind of equating Digimon to yokai and the spirit world, which is taken to a further degree in Digimon Survive, which is a big send-up to adventure. Which I, I think is I, I think is kind of interesting. I mean, I definitely feel like, to me, it's... Like, I like that Sora's dad was saying... I, I, I didn't like how in Digimon Survive, the Digimon were just yokai or kemonogami. Mm-hmm. I liked that 
Digimon are, yes, based off of mythological creatures, but also exist within the mythological, like, Y2K era space of the internet. Yeah. So, I I find that interesting, because I, I think that is such an interesting time as someone who is old enough to have kind of lived through that era and lived through people not really understanding a lot about computers or the internet or in general. I, I think that that in itself is quite fantastical. Yeah. But I liked, I liked that they, they didn't say that Digimon were yokai or whatever. It was that like, Oh, the Digimon are kind of based off of our beliefs in yokai. And kind of, like, because a lot of Digimon's lore within, like, the Digimon reference book or Digimon cards is like, oh, this Digimon was discovered on a, a server in an Arctic exploration base or whatever, and it's like Ikakumon or something. Oh, okay. So I, I kind of find that interesting. But it's time to fight Museumon. Yeah, and we get to see a, we get to something really cool. Well, do you like Museumon? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a, a good kind of generic daddy Digimon. Yeah. It's not generic. He looks like a, sh- a samurai. Yeah. So, of course, he's like Shurimon. Of course. Who we get a really cool shot, really cool shot the of Shurimon. The samurai of sincerity. We get a very cool shot of him running across the rooftops in Kyoto. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I do like that Sora's dad says, do you think the Hawkmon will let me interview him? Yeah. So, Shurimon and Yoli send Museumon back to the digital world with the help of Jim and... Sora's dad. Yeah. And they, they open their laptop and Yoli opens a portal to the digital world and sends him back. Yeah. Right. Once he came. And then Black we see Black War Greymon fade back into the digital world. So Kyoto is saved. Kyoto is saved. And we cut back to the digital world and our Kennymon and Mummymon take off to pursue Black War Greymon, leaving Luigi Dustin to kind of wallow in their defeat. And Yoli joins back up with her class. This time with Poromon, like it should have been from the beginning. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, cute toy. And that's the end. Yeah. So, overall, I think, I, I, I mean, clearly we're setting up the, almost the end game of this season. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we're 33 episodes in of a 50 episode season. So, I will be honest with you, I like the Destiny Stone stuff a lot more than what comes at the end of the season. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate the end of the season at all. I think that I'm, I'm excited to finally get the lore of the international Digi Justin because I may or may not have made some graphics to put on our Twitter, but I had to wait until we met the international Digi Justin. Oh, okay. For Michael to see them. Mike, Michael being this Michael here, not, not uh, this game, Michael, not the other game, Michael. Blonde game. That's blonde game. That's blonde game. That's tennis club game, Michael. Oh my god. So, yeah, what do you, do you have thoughts? First episode was, oh, this was bad. Yeah, not my favorite. Second episode I liked a lot. Third episode I'm kind of add on. Yeah. Third episode feels like nothing actually really happened. Well, we got some kind of interesting yeah, discussion the interesting link. about the Digimon and folklore. And yeah. Everything else felt kind of meh. And that, I guess what they're trying to say is that maybe Digimon have kind of always existed. 
Yeah. And, and they kind of move from being, like, yokai or spirits to now being these monsters that live on the internet. Yeah. Or live in the internet world or some another dimension. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, I'm excited to keep watching with you. I am too. I am, I'm really excited to get to some of the end game stuff. It is, it is exciting. Good. I... I mean, I I am, but I am really, I am really surprised that about the thing you told me about Art Penny Mon and Mummy Mon yeah, with I their think, conversation. Uh, if they are to have hearts or not? I was really excited when I saw that. I was like, no yeah. content for the blood. So, Sar, Sar, I have been Adam. I I've been Michael. I've been Michael. You've been Michael. This has been Two Gays Pod. On all social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, still just Twitter, but you can uh, follow us there. You can email us at twogayspod at gmail.com. Um, please send us an email. I want to. Oh, maybe I should have checked the email. Maybe someone did send us an email. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have mail time? Oh my god, a prince in Nigeria wants to sponsor our podcast. Oh, he's an international digidestined. We didn't get any. Please send me an email. Yeah. And we will answer it on the podcast. Or we will, you know, have a little friendly, little friendly discussion. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can send me a D, uh, a DM on Twitter. And we're on Scruff. Just kidding. We're not no, on we're not. We're not on Scruff. We aren't on a lot of podcast websites. So and we're on the second floor of our building. Okay. Anyway, um, we love you. Stop her. <laughs> let's go, yo. Yo, let's go, Jew. Yeah. That's better. Good job. Bye. Bye. Show this is back too. Oh yeah.